This podcast is presented by Herrick and Hart SC. The materials presented are for general information, education, and entertainment purposes only and should not be constituted as formal legal advice or a formation of an attorney-client relationship. You should not rely on this information or its applicability to any specific circumstance without speaking with an attorney. Should you be seeking legal advice, please contact our office at 715-832-3491 or visit eauclairelaw.com. Welcome to Law Talk, presented by Herrick and Hart. I'm Scott. We've got a full team with us today. Going to discuss a number of things that may come in handy when it comes to legal advice or legal questions that you may have uh, from a local level, a local team of uh, lawyers. We've got Kevin here who's going to take the lead uh, today. Kevin, who do you have with you today? Today I have uh, Allison Shepard. Hello. And Stephanie Finn. Hello, everyone. So uh, today we kind of wanted to talk about um, what is auto insurance and what are you required to have as part of your auto insurance and also maybe some personal experiences we've had recently with uh, auto insurance companies. Um, But first, maybe we should get into some uh, local or recent, excuse me, celebrity gossip in regards to. uh, Okay, All right. Well, um, as you know, we've we've sort of developed a a running segment here where I talk about some fun celebrity gossip. Um, And actually, today I'm going to go on a little bit different route, because if if you're like me and you like hearing about the the celebrity legal gossip, um, there's some really great reporting out there. Uh, In in particular, the one I wanted to bring up as a a legal reporter by the name of Megan Kunif out of Los Angeles. Um, And she gained a lot of fame while she was um, providing Twitter updates regarding the Megan the Stallion shooting case. Um, and so she became known on, on Twitter, uh, now known as X, as Megan the Reporter. There was recently a um, Washington Post profile of her. But the thing I really like about her reporting is she talks about these current cases. She's in the courtroom. She gets the legal documents. She explains the cases and what's happening in them in a way that's really accessible. Because what happens a lot of times in lawsuits and in the law is boring and complicated and can be really confusing for people who don't have a lot of insight into what those law and legal terms might be. So going through like her posts, reading through what she says, she, I don't believe, has a legal background, but I think that like her dad was a lawyer, and so she does have really extensive legal knowledge from that standpoint. So highly recommended you look into Megan the Reporter, also known as Megan Kunif, if you like uh, any sort of that celebrity gossip. And, you know, any of the rap cases now that are coming out of L.A., she's, she's following that as well. So just really fun reporting. Well, just this last week, it seems like there's been some new celebrity lawsuit or some new celebrity allegation of wrongdoing almost every day that's hit the media. So lots of stuff to follow. Well, and, you know, there was just the um, there was a civil case that was filed against Sean Puffy P. Diddy Combs by uh, his ex. And the 
really shocking thing to me, not, not just what was contained within the complaint, uh, which is the, the document that you start with a, a lawsuit with, it's called a complaint. Um, there was actually a trigger warning on the front of that complaint regarding the extent of the graphic nature of the allegations. So uh, that might be one that, uh, tread lightly if you, if you are interested in that, it is a federal case, so the filing should be available on PACER. So isn't it kind of interesting though? I didn't realize that. That's the first I've heard mm -hmm. that there was a trigger warning on it. Um, you know, complaints have to have basic information, sort of who the parties are, what they allege happened, when they alleged it happened, sort of almost like a news story, the who, what, where, why, when sort of thing. So to go into such detail and explicit facts that a trigger warning has to be placed on it, is that, I mean, that's not kind of normal. Is that maybe a little bit of gamesmanship on both sides or something? Well, you know, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I haven't read through the complaint. Uh, but also the allegations that are in there are, I believe, fairly shocking. I do, however, believe it is likely gamesmanship and meant to do exactly what it's doing, getting people to talk right, about right. it. Um, you know, I mean, we saw how the media attention really swayed the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. Um, and, and that's a, a common thing that we see. Um, when it comes to, in fact, the Megan the Stallion case, this DJ Academics was out there saying all sorts of nonsense about how the man who was eventually convicted of shooting her hadn't shot her, how it was all a lie. And of course, the Twitterverse turned against her. It was it was really incredible to see um, just really how much that social media does impact the way these cases are tried in the court of public opinion. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, kind of going back to the whole reporting thing, um, these records, like complaints and stuff, are, are public record usually, right? So that's how these uh, reporters can get these these documents and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, <clears throat> filings in the court system are going to be a public record. There are certain cases, obviously, where there's going to be confidential information, things might be filed under seal, um, or, you know, particular types of cases like juvenile cases, guardianships, those are always going to be under seal, but just because those are more private, personal matters that the public doesn't really have any interest in knowing about. Right. Okay. So um, to kind of shift gears a little bit. Um, so as um, everybody should know, um, in Wisconsin, you are required to have auto insurance if you drive a car, right? Um, but a lot of people really don't know exactly what different coverages are or what their auto insurance really actually means. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, just kind of off the bat, um, in Wisconsin, there is a minimum requirement of insurance you have to have for, for driving, okay? So I'm just going to go over those limits quick. So in Wisconsin, you have to have $25,000 coverage for bodily injury liability. You have to have $50,000 bodily injury liability for more than one person and $10,000 property damage liability per accident. So that's the minimum. Um, but uh, what does kind of the bodily injury liability, what does that mean? Sure. Um, well, and, and I mean, this is a really good question because there's a couple of different elements that we're dealing with when we're talking about a, a car accident case, right? So first of all, you got your smashed up car, right? That's going to be one claim. That's going to be your property damage claim. But then there's this other thing, this bodily injury claim. That's going to be the claim that either you or the other party has for your injuries that have caught, been caused by that accident. So those are usually handled as two sort of separate claims within um, the insurance system. But you need to have that bodily injury coverage 
in case you do injure somebody else. Right. Another piece of coverage that you probably should have under your policy is um, comprehensive um, med pay. Um, now, med pay is a type of coverage where if you are injured, your insurance will pay a portion of your medical bills. Um, so there's usually a dollar amount, and it kind of depends on what your policy says. But if, if you are injured in an accident, um, the first thing you should do if you are injured and you get a bill is you should first turn that bill over to your insurance company, your auto insurance, because you more than likely you'll have some coverage under there that pays that. Um, but in regards to like when you first get an accident, the first thing you should do is, is call the police, right? Um, why, why would we do that? Why would we call the police, right? And when it comes to, it comes to, uh, in getting into an accident. Well, uh, one, it's required. It, it's the law of the state that, uh, if you are in an accident, that it be, um, um, the police be notified, but also it's a good idea to have them just come <clears throat> and check out everything, um, see, you know, get the facts down, you know, get some of the information about the parties involved and, and the accident and how it happened, help to assess if medical care is needed so they can call emergency medical services and those types of things. Um, so it's, it, it, it's just good for public safety as well. And also, um, they get really important information for you as, as one of the drivers is uh, sometimes if you're involved in an accident, the other party doesn't necessarily want to give you their information. Um, but the police do a good job of getting the information as far as their name and also if they have any sort of uh, auto insurance as well, which is important for you to know, especially if you are not the one at fault, right? Uh, because you want to turn in that claim to their insurance company. Um, so uh, I'm going to kind of turn this kind of over to uh, uh, Allison here because she's had some recent experience uh, with her own um, recent auto accident, how she's been dealing with uh, insurance companies, both uh, her own and, um, you know, uh, her own insurance company. <laughs> well, all right. So, I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I do mostly family law, but I also have experience in personal injury law. And uh, not to brag, but I was recently named to the Wisconsin Law Journal Power 30 personal injury list for the state of Wisconsin. So check Good job, that Allison. Out. Thank, Good job, thank Allison. you. A little humble brag right there. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, as a personal injury attorney, when I myself was involved in an auto accident, I thought, okay, I got this. I know, I know how this system works. I know what's going on. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't have to call the cops because they were right there because there had just been another accident in the same intersection. So anyways, um, they came and they took down the information and it is, in my opinion, incorrect. That is a story for another day. Um, I was T-boned by a driver uh, who, who just slammed right into my rear wheel, rear wheel well. It's difficult to say. <laughs> Thankfully, I was not injured. The other party was not injured. Um, EMS was at the scene. They did come out. They checked us out. It was it was pretty quick and simple. Um, you know, the they were able to tow my car, and it was it was fine. I I wasn't that far away from visiting my mom, and so she was able to come pick me up and all of that. But that all being said. <clears throat> Since then, I've had kind of a fiasco as far as dealing with my own insurance company. So I made a claim right away, right, as you do. Uh, morning after, I, I sent in my information about where and when and how and all of that. And they gave me a call back and said, oh, sure, well, we'll get this handled and this, that, and the other thing. And I asked about how can I retrieve my personal property from 
the uh, from the car. Well, you got to go out to the tow lot. Okay. Well, I went out to the tow lot a couple of days later when they opened again because I'm I'm from up by the UP. So let's be real; they're not open on the weekends at that tow lot. Um, and so we we went out there and talked to the guy and got my stuff out. And I looked at it, and there's you know one of the doors is not flush against the frame anymore. So there's water damage on the inside. The airbags have popped out. It's just it's so sad to see that. Uh, anyways. I, I assume that um, I've released my vehicle to the insurance agency, as I know I'm supposed to do. They've towed it to their tow lot. Well, okay. Now, y'all know we're, we're in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, right? That's in the uh, northwestern part of the state. My mom lives over on the northeastern side of the state. Anyone want to guess where my, my car was towed to? <laughs> not anywhere near either of those two places, I'm guessing. It is not. It is a little town called McFarland in Dane County. So my car is 200 miles away from me and they send me back an estimate about a week ago. Okay, now my accident was on October 20th. So we are recording this now. It is the 17th of November. Um, I've spoken with multiple agents. I've spoken with the adjuster. They sent me back an estimate saying that, nope, my car was not totaled. Uh, we can repair this for $7,000. And they didn't include any damage for the interior. And I say, uh, uh, no, that's not okay. And also, you took my car to the salvage lot. And, <laughs> and also, you removed the license plates. So I don't think you mean to fix this car. So I talked to now the adjuster yesterday. And I said to him, sir, y'all need to stop playing with me. I'm a personal injury attorney. I know how this game works. And wouldn't you know it, my car is now being observed and, and reviewed and an estimate being performed by an actual human being in Madison, Wisconsin, so that they can finally, you know, uh, 27, 28 days after my accident, provide me the total loss for my vehicle, which I and the tow yard man could have told you on October 23rd <laughs> would be the result of this fiasco. So my, my hope for all of you listening is, first of all, that you're not involved in a traffic accident. Second of all, if you are, that you do not have to play with the clowns that I am dealing with right now in my insurance <laughs> agency. And, and last but not least, I would urge you to immediately speak with a personal injury attorney. Um, even, you know, oftentimes we don't deal with property damage claims because it isn't where really and truly it is worth our while to pursue those claims. However, as an auto owner, it is absolutely worth it to you to pursue those claims. Review your estimate. Make sure it's accurate. Take photographs. Document your vehicle. Don't rely on anyone else to help you. And when you are dealing with these companies on your own or with an attorney, just know that their goal is to pay you as little as possible. They're not going to deal fairly with you. And so it's often good to have an advocate in your corner because really and truly, they were not dealing with me fairly up until I told them that I was a lawyer. And that's not something I like to throw around because give me a break. You should be <laughs> treating me fairly regardless. So anyways, it's been a really, really frustrating process. Also, I apparently don't have rental insurance, which I don't believe and I'm very upset about that. So make sure you have rental coverage because if you're without a vehicle for a month, you're gonna be really mad. So <laughs> I always tell people when they come in, um, 
when they talk about their insurance. I said, they don't make money by paying out claims. So they're going to try and skim you, and they're going to try and screw you over. That's why you get a lawyer, right? Um, so one of the things the insurance companies sometimes do as well is they call you and they want you to do like a recorded statement to kind of get your version of what happened in the accident. First of all, Allison, did they do that for you? And would you recommend giving a um, recorded statement to an insurance adjuster if they call? No, I have not given a statement to my insurance company. I did provide a, a sort of written statement when I provide my claim very briefly indicating that it, there had been a collision and where the in incident had occurred and where the damage had occurred. As it relates to those recorded statements, I would recommend on holding off on providing any sort of recorded statement or statement to the insurance agency until or insurance company until you're able to <clears throat> speak with an attorney or have an attorney present with you while you're giving that statement. And the reason being, they will use that statement later to say, well, you said in March 1977 that you didn't have any back pain. And now you're saying that three years later you did? Now, the other thing to note about any type of injury, you're going to get in a car accident. Most often, they're going to be soft tissue injuries. They're not going to feel bad right away. Um, I luckily was not badly injured, but I did have some significant pain afterward, and it really didn't, it wasn't bad until about a week later. So, you know, right after the accident, no, I was fine. I felt okay. And then, oof, you know, I was had to mulch my lawn and Cranking on the lawnmower <laughs> was not pleasant. <laughs> right. If you feel pain after an accident, we always say it's important to get treatment for that. Because if you, there's no documentation that you're hurt, the insurance company is going to say you're not hurt. And it's hard to be able to prove you're hurt without those medical records. So um, if you're hurt in an accident, you should get treatment for it. That's the key. And so. you know what? When I went to my doctor, it was great. I, I went and I said, hey, I was in an auto accident. And my provider was like, all right. She like rolled up her sleeves and she's like, let's go through the list of things I need to put in this report for your insurance agency. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So, right. And you are feeling good today, right? I'm feeling wonderful. Yes. Good, no. good. good. Okay. Um, so um, as far as any other insurance um, advice or tips or anything goes, do you guys have any sort of advice for people when dealing with insurance companies? Not maybe even just about auto accidents, but even just about dealing with insurance companies for anything, whether it be like, I don't know, a uh, tree falls on your house or dealing with insurance on any other sort of issue. Well, I was just going to say, getting back to auto insurance, um, one of the things that is important to do is to protect yourself before an accident by making sure that you have the appropriate insurance coverage. Allison had mentioned that she thought she had coverage for rental cars in the event of an accident. The insurance company is trying to tell her that she does not. What a lot of people don't know is coverage like that is something you have to specifically request and pay extra for. Some of these things you think just are in your policy and they're not. The other coverages that are really important for you to look into that protect yourself and your family are what's called underinsured motorist coverage and uninsured motorist coverage. 
that coverage is there to pay you if you are in an accident with someone else who does not have insurance. So you're paying for coverage, but it's really to protect yourself. It's not to pay others. And a lot of people don't realize that. And they just say, oh, uninsured motorist coverage, underinsured, I don't need that. I just want to pay the cheapest I can for my policy. You know, having insurance is a pain. If I get in an, in an accident, all the money is going to the other side anyway. That's not really the case. There are things like the med pay, the rental coverage, the uninsured, the underinsured, which protect you. So it's really important that you understand insurance coverage and you get the coverage that is going to best fit what you need. Right. And to the underinsured and uninsured motorist coverage. So as Kevin pointed out at the beginning, we're required in the state of Wisconsin to have, you know, liability insurance at minimal amounts. So if somebody has that $25,000 limit for bodily injury for an accident and you're in an accident with them and you have $7,500,000 worth of medical bills, they're not going to be able to cover that and you're going to need your insurance to cover that. Right, right. Yep. All they've got is that 25000 that they bought for the minimum level. So you have injuries more than that. There's no money coming for that unless you had the foresight to get good underinsured or uninsured coverage in your own policy. Mm -hmm. Right. Spending that little bit of extra money a month on a premium is probably worth it in the long run for sure. Yeah. So... And, and as far as dealing with insurance companies, my biggest piece of advice is advocate for yourself. Try to be as respectful as you can. Embrace the process. <laughs> <laughs> right. My biggest advice, too, is always get documentation. So if it's an auto insurance claim, make sure you take your own photos. Uh, make sure that you get documentation that you're injured if you are injured. Um, if it's regarding like other types of insurance if you're dealing with a claim for like house damage or something or storm damage get pictures of that get estimates for that get people out there to advocate for you as well so mm -hmm. um, um, so as far as any other advice we have as far as insurance is is that pretty wrap it up yeah I guess but you know I mean my my last little pearl of wisdom here would be um, Man, just watch out for those bad drivers out there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? And, you know, if you guys do get, you know, in an unfortunate accident and you have questions and you feel lost, we're always here to help you at Herrick and Hart. Absolutely. And we do offer, you know, our initial consultations on personal injury cases, typically at a free a rate, a zero-cost rate, just so that we can help assess your claim and tell you whether or not you got a case. All right. Well... I think that kind of wraps it up for today. Thank you very much for joining us on Law Talk today. Thank you.